This podcast is brought to you by Biorad. Secondary antibodies, considerations for multiplexing experiments. Read by Dr. Kimberly Brian Dodd. Multiplexing or simultaneous labeling of different targets in a single sample has many benefits. An example is allowing direct comparison of the localization of multiple targets under the same experimental conditions. This podcast highlights common considerations you should take into account when selecting secondary antibodies for use in multiplexing experiments to optimize your results. Tip 1. Use cross-adsorbed secondary antibodies to minimize cross-species reactivity. A traditional multiplexing approach is to use primary antibodies raised in different species and then a species-specific secondary antibody to detect each primary antibody to try and avoid unwanted cross-reactivity and enable specific detection of your target, use secondary antibodies that have been cross-adsorbed against different species. Tip 2. Consider using secondary antibodies against different IgG subclasses. Some species, such as mice, produce antibodies with different subclasses, for example, IgG2a and IgG2b. Multiplexing experiments can be set up using primary antibodies from the same species but different subclasses. In this case, subclass-specific secondary antibodies are used. For example, using a mouse primary antibody of the IgG2A subclass with a secondary antibody that only recognises the IgG2A subclass will enable precise detection of the primary antibody. Using secondary antibodies that have been cross-adsorbed against different subclasses help avoid any unwanted cross-reactivity. Tip 3. Ensure that your fluorophore spectra don't overlap. When selecting secondary antibodies for your multiplexing experiments, you should choose optically distinct fluorophores, that is, fluorophores with non-overlapping excitation and emission wavelengths. For example, Dialyte 488 and Dialyte 550 are compatible fluorophores because the emission and excitation spectra don't overlap so you can easily distinguish between the targets. Biorad's star bright blue secondary antibodies have narrow spectra, making them ideal for multiplexing experiments. If you aren't sure whether your fluorophore spectra overlap, you can check fluorophore compatibility and suitability for your experiments using Biorad's spectra viewer, bio-rad-antibodies.com slash spectra viewer. Tip 4. Use secondary antibodies conjugated to the brightest fluorophore for your weakest target. To avoid detection issues, it is best practice to detect the most abundant target using the dimmest fluorophore and use a brighter fluorophore for less abundant targets. You should also avoid using fluorophores that readily photobleach, such as FITSI, to avoid undesirable loss of signal. Tip 5. Optimise your setup for best results. As a final consideration, once you've chosen your secondary antibodies, ensure that you use them at optimal concentrations. Information about starting concentrations can be found on product data sheets, but you should optimise these for your experimental conditions. To ensure accuracy of your data, don't forget to include secondary antibody controls to verify there is no non-specific binding. You have been listening to our podcast on choosing secondary antibodies for multiplexing experiments. For more help on secondary antibody selection, take a look at the secondary antibody selection tool on our website. We also have a range of resources, tips and protocols designed to support experimental design. 
bio-rad-antibodies.com slash secondaries.